0: Hi, I'm Marielle Hemingway. As a mental health advocate and author, I love books. Books have the capacity to inspire, educate, transform, and ultimately help readers all over the world. So if you wanna publish your book or if you need help writing your story, I highly recommend Mindster Media, rated the number one best book publisher around the country. Mindster Media can help you no matter where you are in the book writing or publishing process. Go to MindsterMedia.com to learn more and schedule a consultation. This episode is brought to you by Mindster Media and the Sunrise segment of the Outcomes of Sun Podcast Radio. I can love you better,
1: baby. Can love better. Yeah, I can love me better.
2: Outcomes the Sun with Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Outcomes the Sun Radio with my wonderful co host Melissa Yamaguchi on Mariel Hemingway. And today is a good day. The sun is shining, which, mm. you know, you know how much I love that. We and love the sun. Yes, we do. Here comes the sun. Doo, 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 doo. Um, also, we have a we have a wonderful guest today, really good friend of mine, who you also know, Melissa, uh, a comedian, Eddie Ift. That's going to be fun. And all also, we wanted to talk about. <laughs> I want to talk about virtue s- signaling, and the reason why I, I want to start as to why this came up. So I was looking through Instagram, as one does sometimes. And um, as our friend Eddie said, I was, you know, I was in Instagram University and (laughs) I was graduating. I was looking at something making me so much smarter in life. But anyway, I did. Somebody sent me a a story of of a girl in a particular part of L.A. that I'm not going to name because I don't want to point fingers anywhere, but It was just about this girl talking about like, oh, my gosh, my life is, you know, so challenging. I'm so stressed out. I have to buy special food. I have to pick up the kids. Well, I don't really pick up the kids, but I'm still so stressed out. You know, Billy picks up the kids. That's somebody who works for them. Anyway, it was very funny. And it was and it was all about, you know, uh, oh, I meditate here and I shop here and I'm, you know, my life is so overwhelming. Right. And it was this kind of virtue signaling. And then another friend who lives in this particular area said, yeah, I was um, talking to some mothers at the school that my girls go to and and they were talking about their their different things that they do. And I have a nighttime meditation and daytime meditation. Before I, I go to bed, I try to you know, do this whole thing about and and please understand that when I'm talking about this, I'm not judging that because I I'm a big believer in lifestyle and, and how you think and before you go to bed and all of that. But it was funny. And she said to her friend, she said, yeah, I watch crime shows. I watch murder and crime shows crime I go to bed. And I stopped when she told me this story, because I have to admit something. I watch a ton of crime, like detective crime shows, especially British. I love them. And I don't know what it is. And then she was saying that she thinks it's because like Billy, your husband, Melissa, and my significant other, Bobby, would never be in a position to worry about what somebody's going to do to them. But I think as women, we're always kind of a little bit aware that at any time something could happen to us, right? Because we're right. women, we're less strong. And I don't mean, you know, like for anybody out there, don't get mad at me. I just, I know that I'm less strong than a lot of males out there. It's just like, you know, I'm just,
3: I'm not going to be that strong. Well, no, guys and don't I, have to think about it. If they're alone on an elevator and another guy gets on, but a
0: woman does right yeah just you know you're just aware so she's saying that she watches that because you want to know how to deal with you that's want right. to have the information in that's
3: right deal with I it. watch crime shows too Marilyn what I learned that I can do with a pen <laughs> and a paper clip that's all I need I can get myself out of just about 45 I become like Melissa
0: MacGyver I can get myself it's, out of a lot of stuff yeah. it started yeah. with MacGyver right it's right then but I remember as a kid I used to watch with my mother, and my mother loved to watch those shows. She loved Mission Impossible, and she oh, yeah. loved, you know, all these like m- Murder, the miss- Mod Squad, yeah. Ragnet, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yes, absolutely. It's not- so anyway, but I mean, virtue Signal is a whole different thing. Let's talk a little bit well, about. Them. Yeah, you know, I was telling you that I'd recently
3: read about a um, a show that was on. A channel where there there was a an agreement to for the the couple that had been hired to provide content for a show for a platform, and it's been recently revealed that the interviewer was not actually one doing the work, and that that he or she would hire somebody to interview the guest, and then she would do the vo- he or she would do the voiceover, and so the actual work was not being the. I mean, it is work. Your voiceover, but the actual work of going and doing the hard work of interviewing face to face and getting maybe the hard questions and dealing with the emotional answers was done by somebody else. Somebody so else. The whole, the whole. You and I were talking about this on the phone, and the whole conversation after you talked about virtue signaling and what you'd learned about this. The whole thing that we that we realized is that it's this total disconnect from reality. From what's yeah. happening yeah. around you, and how you don't see how you come across, and you don't—you're not aware of other people's reactions or their re, or their reality. You're so disconnected.
0: But let me let me tell you something that's that I know from my life. So, being an actress, you're on a set, and oftentimes you're with a celebrity—you know, very big celebrity—and I've worked with some over in the past. And sometimes they will have attitudes, and sometimes they will do all of their work right they'll do all they'll shoot with film their side of the conversation say and then they'll go home and you're left to do the dialogue with the script without them there yeah sometimes it doesn't happen very often but some some actors are just whatever and they will do that which is incredibly disrespectful. It's disrespectful and it also doesn't lend itself for any organic anything. Because if you're dealing with somebody who's not an actor, who's throwing lines at you, you're really in an audition situation where you're just really, it, it's like talking to a wall and not getting response. And acting is all about give and take. It's like, com- it's communication. It's one-on-one. You're yeah. seeing their eyes, you're feeling their energy. You know, and they do it one way and then they do it another way. So it, it 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 is just a disrespectful I think it's just bad manners, frankly. Well it sounds like War of the Roses enacting. Yes. You know yeah,
3: we're not really we're not really addressing each other with respect. And that's a that's that whole that concept of virtue signaling, of not being aware. Um, I don't want to bash the phone, because you know, I, you and I both talk about our phones. We're on it, I we discover things about it. But I think it's from a from texting and even voicemail sending somebody or FaceTiming them a message, sending them a video message and not having to deal with their reactions. So you, you are totally disconnected from other people's reality. It's just
0: not, I don't know. It just, you know, Bobby talks about it that the the original instant message is face to face. Anyway, that I love this conversation because I think everybody's dealing with it right now in our world. So yeah, Stay with us, everybody, because we were coming back and we got a very lovely guest, my friend Eddie Ift. You're listening to Outcomes of Sun Radio, and we'll be right back. Melissa Yamaguchi and Mariel Hemingway. <laughs>
3: Good morning, Santa Barbara. You're listening to The Morning Show with Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi, that'd be me, right here on KZSB 96.9 FM and 1290 AM in Santa Barbara. Okay, our our last has absolutely no credits. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking for them, Dave. I'm searching for something. Was he on TV? Did he uh, perform for his mother in his living room? Ungatt, as they say.
0: Any Ifft. Eddie if
1: Thank you, Joy. Thank you, Joy. You look very thin. Very thin. So for Joy Bayar, everybody. <laughs> I can't believe I just put my hand on the back of Joy Behar. <laughs> for a second, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> I wish I was on The View and did that. It's um, a whoopee. Uh... <laughs> Oh, my God. This is the best show I've ever done already. Uh, it is, because I'm not even a comedian. I'm part of Make-A-Wish Foundation. And, and uh, uh... Good, you guys laugh at that shit. Some people don't like when you're funny. Uh,
0: Hello, everybody. You are listening to Outcomes of Sun radio show, and we have our amazing guest who's actually a very, very, very close friend of mine and Bobby Williams. And you've, you've heard Bobby Williams talk on this before so you know he can talk and you know he can talk about fitness (laughs) and our next guest can talk about fitness and he is one of the funniest people that i know in the world i'm also godmother to his children i think it's not official but we just claimed that we were the godparents so they couldn't Mm -hmm. do with Mm -hmm. us anymore and now that they have terrorists as children especially their young son they basically are begging us to to be godparents but um Eddie Iff is an incredible comedian, truly one of the funniest guys. He's considered one of the most underrated comics in America by The Onion. Uh, He has spread laughter and a very distinct brand of humor across uh, America and actually Australia is super popular in Australia and other countries around the world. He is the host of one of the most successful podcasts in com- in the comedy world called Talking. Excuse my language, talking shit. And uh, he also does a Wodcast podcast, which my significant other Bobby Williams has been on many, many times. And he's it's one of the top podcast for health and fitness so and just to give you some texture and some like information about our relationship with eddie eddie knows so much about wellness and working out and all that stuff that basically when we figure out something new, we ask Eddie about it and he's done the research to actually figure out if it's good or if it's bad. And usually a lot of times, or not usually, but many times he will call, call us crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our show, Eddie Ift. Anyway,
1: <laughs> thanks. And I don't call you guys crazy. Bobby usually knows about things way before I do way. But be- he's an early That's adopter of everything he
0: knows about everything before everybody. Excuse me.
1: <laughs> he's so ahead of his time. And then I'll call him. I'll say he's batshit crazy. And uh, and then 10 years later, I'll read a clinical study and be like, <laughs> oh, my God, he was right. <laughs> Like, I'll never forget when he told me about grounding and walking barefoot. And I was like, no, 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 no. Lightning does not come up through your feet into your body and (laughs) lowering your inflammation. And then I read about it and I was like. Didn't got me again. (laughs) He's like a savant in some weird ways.
0: (laughs) And basically, I just got, I'll introduce him and Melissa will ask a question and we'll sit there together. And I usually just have to pull to the side because he's like, he's just telling you how it is. Yeah, it's a little crazy. Here's what I want to talk to you today about because when we were at your house um and melissa and i talk about this a lot just like kids in general and how they have to deal with technology and the whole world is like upside down i mean it's great that we have technology and we can connect but there's also this detriment to to our young people and you've got two of my favorite young people in the world i was making fun of them but i actually love them so dearly and we were there a couple of sundays ago as you know and um your kids are amazing. They're so active and they're, you know, running around and you've got a dog that's so active. And I thought our dogs were active. And you've got this dog that's leaping in the air and getting, you know, Frisbees. And the kids are super, you know, they're they're athletic and they're also eating really good food and all of this stuff. And you said to me, you turn to me and you go, no other kids are doing this. And I, I, was like, oh. I was like, what? What do you mean? No other kids are doing this? I'm like, what does that mean? You like they're all at home right now uh, looking at a screen. And he said and no, I won't allow it. And, and and you know, we just don't allow that. And I was like, "What?" So, I I just feel that that is such a enormous issue. And I think, yeah, it's great that your kid is extraordinary on your computer, but what is that doing for his brain, his health and, you know, we talk about mental health here. Just talk to me about what you know about that and how you see it affecting your kids.
1: Um, Well, our good friend, Kenny Kane, uh, our mutual friend years ago, started posting about he's a fitness trainer. And he said, my job is to make people healthy. And one of the things I have realized is social media is making people unhealthy. So he's like, I'm going to try to teach people to wean off of that because it's just like eating fast food or eating unhealthy food shouldn't do a lot of it. It's like, so I got to get my clients off of the screens and off of the TV. Te- right. Look, it's, it's impossible. We live in a world where it exists and you can't get away from it. I allow my kids like about an hour a day It's usually right. in the morning or right after when they come home from school, because apparently there was some research done saying that's the best time for them to kind of unwind. Um, what... I read a lot of stuff. Sanjay Gupta has done a whole series on CNN about children and screens and, you know, because the research is all new. I saw a great photo the other day uh, somewhere on social media, and it said, you know, we're we're criticizing ourselves for how much we're on our screens. But it it just showed a row of people all sitting, looking at their phones. But then it showed a picture from like the 1930s and everybody was sitting there with their newspaper. (laughs) And right. You know, we have active brains, and I love the phone. I love it because of the information that I get. Oh, yeah. And I tell my new jokes, all I'm talking about is how people go, how do you know that? And I'm like, Instagram University. (laughs) (laughs) I did a few years at Instagram University, and then I did my master's degree at TikTok University. (laughs) I I didn't learn anything in college, but I now know how to put a duvet cover on. (laughs) Thanks to Instagram. So there is a lot. You just have to figure out who has the right information and because everybody's full of shit and there's so much misinformation. So who do you listen to? And as soon as you see a video, go down to the comments because there'll be people criticizing them and saying, no, this isn't right. This is blah, blah, blah. And then you're able to use analytical thought and go, hmm, this seems to, but too many people are like, I heard it. It's going to be right. And (laughs) So I don't want my, I don't want my kids to be, you know, weirdos, you know, I don't want them to be Amish kids (laughs) like, like out in the back churning butter. Um, But at the same time, there's some like scientific evidence about like how much their brain has to develop and do this and be outside. We all know, like, you know, you've preached this forever, Mariel, but the sun, they need to be in the sun. They need to be out in fresh air. They need to be climbing and hiking and, uh, you know, people probably think it's abusive. I, I made Cruz climb Saddle Peak two days ago, but three and a half years old and he climbed a five, five mile hike up 2000 feet of elevation and it was hard for him, but at the end he wanted to play and he was like back here running around. And I was like, look, he now knows he can do that. And I kept him out of the house for four hours. So.
0: Exactly. And yeah. he tired at night. I mean, I remember, you know, and yeah. so you probably remember this, you know, when your kids are small. All you want to do is exhaust them. Exhaust so them, bed, right? You just want them exhausted.
1: I've had yeah. a whole bunch. I've had a whole bunch of Navy SEALs on my podcast because there a lot of them are into CrossFit, which is what I do, and friends of mine that I work out with. And I've always asked them because it's such a tough process to make it through. Bud's training it takes mental toughness, it takes physical toughness, emotional right. everything. And I've asked them all what it is about them, and almost all of them, I get the same story. And it was, it's either most of them grew up on a farm and their parents were like, when the sun comes up, you're out of the house and when the sun comes down, you can come back in the house and you're right. working and playing the rest of the day. Yeah, and Get out there, get out there, get out there. And these guys go on to go to Harvard and they're successful and everything in life and call after they get out of the Navy. And I mean, they're just high, high, high achievers. Yeah. And they learn the value of hard work and being outside and, And I just, I I don't want to be poo-poo on the young generations, but we got some softies.
0: (laughs) It's true, but you're right. And it is about that balance. Melissa, you and I were brought up, we were brought up with, you know, go out and see you all summer long. You're out, you're probably barefoot, a good portion of that. You're riding your bike and you come in. When you're hungry when the sun is starting to set and that's just the way it is it's not it's not like a thing it's not like something you tried it's just the way it is so yeah i mean and and it just yeah you don't want to poo poo this new generation but there is a sense of there's a weird sense of entitlement and that's not with the little kids that's like this i don't even know what generation you call them but there's this like the work ethic is different than it used to be like it's hard to get people to commit to working you know i mean M- melissa has two two kids they're not kids anymore they're young adults and they're they're awesome like they're so responsible and so good um and they don't really represent their generation because a lot of the other and and i'm generalizing as you know because you've run across some great young people that are like doing amazing things but there is this sort of sense that i don't have to do that because whatever and i don't think that we were brought up that way i i i, I don't know what the answer is i'm i i do not know
1: i think they uh i there are there's some amazing things about them i mean they're in yeah. they're super intelligent i yeah. i feel like these generations are so far you know so much smarter and so much wiser than we are at a young age because information is coming to them so much quicker but i do feel um Everything everything we create is to make life more comfortable. So it, things get easier and easier and easier for them, but then they don't have a tolerance to you know the difficult things that come down the line. And it's much more of a shock to them. And I've seen that with the young people I know where they're like, oh my God. And they fold, they collapse. Yeah. They don't know what to do. Um I've I read Pat Tillman's book. Um yeah. you guys know Pat uh, Melissa, yeah. you know yeah. the book's amazing. I think it's uh, did Sebastian Younger write that book? I think he did. I think, I, I don't remember. I think so, but I don't remember. I think so. The guy who wrote uh, Perfect Storm, he wrote it and, and yes. it's about the and NFL football player that decided to go fight in Afghanistan yes. after 9 oh, 11. Right. And he died in a friendly fire accident uh, uh, situation. He, at the end of the book, there's like a prologue or whatever that's written where. The guy talks about how the time he spent with the Afghani people—they've spent their whole life in war, their whole life from the Soviet war to the United States to the United States occupation. To what's going on? And he said they're warriors. They're warriors, and they laugh at us. They laugh at us because we're getting softer and softer and softer. And I'm not. I don't like war. I don't. I don't. You know, like the military, anything like that. But I, I do know this: that you know, at a certain point. You do. I've I've been around a couple natural disasters. And when the shit goes down, you better you better be tough. You you better be able to hold your own and take care of the situation, because if you think the government's coming to help you and I'm not like an anti-government guy. No, they're not. We were here when the fire, you were here when the fires happened. Nobody comes to save you. Nope. Nobody comes to help you. No, we have a phrase here in Malibu. It's yo-yo. You're on your own. (laughs) And you are on your own and you better pack up and get your family. And if you've got it, like take care of your house, if you might need to hose down this or get pets and family, whatever, cross bridges, get around telephone poles that are burning. You better be prepared and be able to get food and be stuck in isolation. If you're, you know, we have creeks that wash out, you know, bridges. And, and I've seen people fold and I've seen people just panic and freak out. and. And it's not a good thing. And it's like these generations are just a bunch of pussies.
3: Well, I have a question for you, because you were talking before we came on air, we were in the sound check. you were talking about you were drinking a drink and talking about this healthier milk alternative. And, and so a lot of creating strength and people does have to do with their diet. So when our kids are going into schools, forget what they're their unless mom and dad are packing them a lunch, what they're eating at home, when they're getting into schools, it's a whole different way of training and learning. And so if the school's giving it to them and mom and dad are telling them the teacher should be listened to, why shouldn't the cafeteria lady be listened to? And if they go eat in the cafeteria, your kids are younger than than mine. Mine are in their 20s. But the food that they would have at the school, I'd always think, oh, don't eat that, don't eat that. That's not gonna be good for you. You're gonna fall asleep after lunch or you're gonna be cranky when I pick you up. Don't eat that. And then they were like, but Joey was eating the chocolate pudding. How come I can't eat the chocolate? You know, So that what was being offered to them I would try to talk to the schools and like what are you guys feeding these kids
1: you can't like, talk to the school though i've tried that too yeah. because yeah, they're like
3: we
0: got a budget
1: there's such a bureaucracy of yep. you go to the principal the principal's like no you got to go to the superintendent the superintendents like you got to go to the school board the school board's like you got to go to the state the states like well michelle obama <laughs> and i mean literally that's yeah. what, what that's the road i went down when i started trying to figure this out because my kids go to public school And I believe in the public schools. And but Michelle Obama, and I don't want to criticize her because I'm a big fan of the Obamas. She wanted to make it that there was food for every child, which I agree with, too. Yeah. In order to do that, they have to get cheap food and they've got to have cheap food for everyone. And so Mm -hmm. there's cheap food to make, you know, that every single kid can go to school and have a lunch. And, you know, because we have we have poverty. So it's Again, it's a much bigger issue.
2: Yeah. It's a very it
1: wealth is. issue that all the wealth is in one place and there's right. a, and we can't, you know. Right. <laughs> it's
0: and, it, so and, and it's also part of that conversation. It's like, if you're not wealthy, you don't get to be healthy. You know, you don't have to have a good, you don't get to have a good education or whatever. It's like, unless you are privileged. hmm can't pay Mm -hmm. for good food. So So
3: I think the onus, what I'm hoping to drive with this message really is the onus falls back on mom and dad to your point. Nobody's coming in to rescue you or your kids. So you've got to take it upon yourself and put a plum in your kid's backpacker. Do something like you've got to take proactive steps, pick them up from school with a healthy snack. It's not it's not going to be given to them by anybody else. And so part of that strength, creating that core background of a kid with a with a good strong spine is getting the sunshine, getting them out to eat, getting them fed well, sleeping good, and putting food in their bellies that's gonna feed that brain.
1: That's that's what we do. And we're not crazy with our kids. We let our kids have treats and stuff because I don't yeah. want them having some kind of eating disorder or sneaking over to friends' house to eat. So we even tell them, hey, we know. We know that this happens or friday's pizza day if you want to have pizza you can have pizza with you know like or if you know don't eat that or don't eat that's terrible don't have that but please and please you know do what we ask you know we're, we give you enough good stuff that you don't have to go and eat this crap however there's not a lot of people that have the education we're fortunate enough the three of us to have this education that a lot of people don't have this education so then it does become our problem because these people don't have the education they eat like this they become obese then they have healthcare issues and then we end up paying for it in our healthcare like our insurance goes up because we've got to pay for all the people with diabetes out there and it's it's a serious problem and it is because the lack of education
0: yeah okay. that's that's exactly right and 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 it's so true and it's not just the underprivileged or or less wealthy people i mean there are people in all over this country who are well off that are uneducated about how to eat like Mm. it's so surprising i mean i know you know this because you go around and do comedy shows all around america and and i'm sure that you know you get in the middle and in in the in those middle states everybody's super nice and wonderful but try to find try to find a grass-fed steak try to find some food that is not well, that's why
1: we, that's why we did that McDonald's project that I did.
0: Oh yeah, tell us tell us about that McDonald's project because that was actually really kind of cool.
1: What we were trying to prove is because I'm constantly on the road and it's best practices, which Dylan Far, who Mary, yeah. you know very well, yeah. we always talk about. Dylan's a really smart nutritionist and trainer, and he he's you know a lot of times you don't have the food that you I can't go and there's not a grass fed burger and there's not. Yeah. So what's the next best thing? Do I eat pasta or do I eat a McDonald's hamburger without the bread on it? And, you know, what is...
0: sauce. No and, sugar so, sauce. Right.
1: So, so we kind of had this theory and we worked out with Mike Anderson, who was uh, worked in the physiology department at uh, Pepperdine and owns CrossFit right. Malibu, that we did supersize me, basically, but best practices. I went to mcdonald's and ate every single meal every single thing i ate for one month was from mcdonald's and i don't advocate eating mcdonald's however our thing was how healthy can i eat mcdonald's and this was during the pandemic they had cut out the salads at mcdonald's oh no they took the skin off the apples which is the only good part of the apple (laughs) and we were, I, when, when when I agreed to do it, I didn't know that that happened. The first time I went to McDonald's, I was like, holy shit, there's nothing here. I looked at the smoothie. I drank the strawberry banana smoothie. We came home. We were like, oh my God, you just had like 70 grams of sugar. <laughs> and, um, so we, we kept freaking out. And it started, it ended up being like a, almost like a carnivore diet where I ate. I would eat in the morning, two sausage McMuffins with cheese and egg. Without sausage, cheese, and egg, without the bread, Not often. <laughs> so I would just eat the sausage, the egg, and the cheese. And then for lunch, and then I would have some chicken nuggets because they had no grilled chicken. So I would have chicken nuggets it, for a snack, and then at lunch I would eat probably like three quarter pounder patties with cheese, and then nuggets again, and then sort of the same dinner, maybe filet of fish sometimes, but <laughs> no bread, no sauce, and it sounds disgusting. I lost 11 pounds i gained three pounds of muscle i lost five pounds of fat my inflammation went down my c-reactive protein went down my h1 or my hb1 ac which is your blood glucose level went down and my uh cholesterol levels all um maintained what what I would have if you would have asked me to, get, to
3: predict the outcome, I would have given you the total opposite of what you just said. Yep. No, well, way I would
1: have known that. It's but an it shows it's
0: that you can make. And that's what's kind of cool about Dylan, because he does give you those options. Like he has clients that are like not going to go to Air One or to, even to Whole Foods, even to wherever. Right They're They're just not. And he does have those options. And but you also found out something interesting about the meat when you went to McDonald's, right? There's a different grade of meat.
1: Yeah, there's there's only three fast food restaurants, I believe, that cook in beef tallow. The rest use seed oils, which are highly inflammatory. And it's uh, McDonald's, Five Guys, and I believe In-N-Out Burger. And uh, wow. Yeah. And so, yeah, beef tallow. So they just basically cook in beef fat, which is great. Yeah. Um, And McDonald's has. Uh, when you buy a franchise, you can buy different. You can pick different grades of meat that you want to serve. Really, and you get your yeah. choice as a franchise owner of how much money you want to make. Like, mm-hmm. you go, well, we're gonna you have this quality of meat or this quality or this quality, right. and they're actually all pretty decent quality compared to what it was back in before. You know, they got hammered for having such gross food. So, look, it's not the best food at yeah. by any means. But it's way better than what it used to be. And I would say eating a McDonald's burger, just the meat, is way better than going into a grocery store and pulling anything from those middle shelves that is full of carbohydrates. Right.
3: Well, yeah. I have a question for you. If, if, can the cons- if the consumer is says, well, look, this is what I can afford, and I'm in Hodunk City, Oklahoma, where I'm pretty much from. And I don't have any options. I took my kids back to Oklahoma. We went into the grocery store and they, you know, they're born and raised in California and they're looking in the vegetable aisle and there's only one lettuce and it's iceberg. There's nothing else. So if I were in Oklahoma and I said, you know what? I can't afford a lot, but I maybe I can do this. Is there a way to see which McDonald's is offering? Like
1: I don't I don't think so. I learned that from a meat purveyor that sells to McDonald's. A cousin of mine, cousin of mine works for a meat company and they sell, and he was telling me they give them their options and they can say what they want. I tell people at grocery stores, as much as you can, stay to that outside aisle. That's yeah. what we
0: say. Yeah, yeah, that's what we say. We talk about it. It's so interesting. I mean, it's so interesting that food has that great uh, effect on our on the way that we, like even our clarity of mind. Did you feel energetic? Did you feel I,
1: like- l- Look, I, I, we cheated a little bit because at the time I was working with the sponsor, that was an amino acid company, um, Amino Co, and yeah. so I was taking amino acids at the same time. And this is going to sound weird. I've never felt better. <laughs> oh my gosh,
3: the, I, this is really fascinating. But it, it, it's actually—I don't it, it's want incredible. people. To,
1: I, I don't want people to go out and do this. Doing the F. McDonald's diet. No, this is. But I, 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 do I believe. I, I do believe it's a, a complete yeah. indictment on sugar.
0: Oh, yeah. That's what it is. I mean, because when you say and I keep saying without the bun, without the bun and the sugar sauce, because mm-hmm. I mean, McDonald's is made up really what they're getting you at are those, you know, the 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 what do you call those condiments that are on the yes. bun mm-hmm. and the bun is yeah. full of sugar. I mean, it's sugar anyway, but then it, they fill it with full of sugar. And then those oh, yeah. sauces. Or like a salad at McDonald's is a joke anyway, right, because by the time you put whatever nonsense dressing on it, it's not even food anymore. I don't know what that is. You know, it's a sugar thing. It's bizarre. Oh, they're all there. then they've
3: all learned the lesson. All the fast food restaurants have picked up on the trick is to hook them on the bun. So when you go to like a Chick Fil A, people who who get there, and if you told them to take away the bun, they're like, "What's the point of having it?" They want that 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 bun is uh, is the drug. And yeah. so that the, yeah. the, the inside, cake. You're yeah. Cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you're mean, no, I, it, I think it's hopeful because I think it's, it gives you, I don't know. I, I like, I like the, I, yeah, we're not advocating the McDonald's diet here, but that if you're in a position to where you don't know what to do and you don't have the options, at least that you can't, it just, it shows that you can make smart choices within your field of options.
1: Yes.
0: That's, and, um, that's the greatest message of all of this yeah. is that is that people you know because people constantly and i'm sure you get this too people constantly say to me well what do you eat but i travel so much and i'm on a plane and i'm on this. i mean i'm i'm crazy with my food i take it with me yeah. like, sorry not gonna eat your crazy food i'm going to a comic con in a bit and you know we'll yeah. have a thing you know in my suitcase but that's just that's who I am. But if you're not that person, then you at least you have an option. Thank you God. know what a flight
1: is? A flight's a great time to fast.
0: Yes. Yes. It's a
1: great time to fast. I go to Australia a lot, and it's 15 hours. And plain food is horrendous. Oh. Horrific. And yeah. so it's a great time for me to do a 15-hour fast. Yeah. And I've done 24 hours. I, I never really fast more than 24 hours. But 24 hours is pretty easy. Yeah, so I get on a plane. When people go, oh, what do I do? I got to fly. I'm like fast.
0: Yeah, fast. yeah. I rarely yeah. eat on a, on a plane either. I, I'm saying that I actually take my food so that I don't have to worry about going to finding a store in the strange little town that I am. Yeah. I just, you know, whatever. Or. If you find that store, you've got an option for a snack somewhere, sometime.
3: Yeah, you don't eat. You eat on the plane. You're like you're in pretty good shape, and by the end of it, you're like, "Why are my ankles three times bigger than they were?" Because <laughs> you fast <got laughs> next time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but it is sad. You go into, you go into a grocery store, convenience store now, and you look around, and ni- I'd say ninety percent of it is refined carbohydrates. Absolutely. 90%. And it's like that's where middle america most of america is eating like they're grabbing stuff they're on the go yeah they're going to places like that and it's just like there's no options that's why like this company fairlife will have like sometimes a protein shake in the very rarely one out of every 10 grocery store or convenience stores i go to will have something that's like right. that or you know you've got that like little tiny section where they've got like fruit and you know, it, that's the hardest the
0: organic, the organic and, is timing the alternative or the, section
1: or the happy yeah. beef jerky you know and the, then so you know i'm always grabbing almonds and yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, a piece of fruit and something like that but
0: i know it's a it's astonishing how many airports have not caught on to the I fact know. that there are I some know. healthy people out there i'm like I Wait, what's my option here? Ah, you found the almonds that had nothing on it. And that's actually your only option. Which that's your like, only
3: option. They could make more money off those.
0: They could make you hip, too. Well, you they could
3: well. make more money off those. And they wouldn't have to charge so much for the airline flight. They could lower the airline flight a couple hundred dollars and make a killing in those stores. They
1: really. I've, eaten more, have, I've eaten more kind bars in airports. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the only thing I can find ever. I'm like, oh, I guess I'll have a kind bar or sometimes the uh, what's the other bar that they'd have with the eggs and the.
0: Oh, yeah. Three. Uh, it's like just three ingredients. Yeah. 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 yeah just three. It's yeah. yeah. It
1: used to be a great company until they sold the general mills and then they changed the eggs and made them. They're not well, organic. Yeah, eggs now, and- now it tastes yeah.
0: like sugar. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Now yeah, it's they like put,
1: they put a ton of dates it in it. Yeah. Because they yeah. want to. Yeah.
0: people. Well, I could talk to you a lot, so you're going to have to come back because we. time, guys. Okay, because we love you. You're I funny, love you too. and I love your kids, and I, you know, I'm so glad that you're. He's actually everyone. He's the most amazing parent, really. If if I could say anything about you, I love I love your humor, but I love how you parent your kids. I didn't feel that way
1: today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's that's only because he didn't. Did he, oh, did you take the hose to the living room?
1: <laughs> no, he's, he's been pretty, he's been pretty naughty today.
0: Oh, well, yeah. you know, he's yeah. allowed it's summer. Lauren,
1: Lauren has a lemon tree. We just took it outside to get the sun and he decided to go out and take all the leaves off of it.
0: He was cleaning it.
1: Yeah. 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 I came he out. Gets
0: look, he gets a look on his face. Oh, yep. that you You're like, oh no. Yep, it's, and it's true. He said it before, and I was like, "Oh no, there's no way." And then I saw a Cruise in action, and he gets a, a literal devil look on his <laughs> face. Dennis the Menace shows exactly what he's doing, and he's like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. oh man." Anyway, it's so great to talk to you. Thank you so much for being here. Come oh, back, for I can-
1: guys. I appreciate it anytime.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's so great, and uh, don't go away folks, because you're going to come back and you're going to hear an energy tip from Melissa Yamaguchi. You're listening to Outcomes of Sun Radio. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to The Morning Show with Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi right here on KZSB 96.9 FM and 1290 AM in Santa Barbara.
1: Hey, everybody. This is comedian Eddie Ift. And uh, if you want to see more of me, it's pretty easy. I'm online at, at Eddie Ift everywhere. I'm talking Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, MySpace, uh, OnlyFans, you know it. I'm everywhere at Eddie and I have a new special coming out called Manchild. Imagine that, Manchild. Uh, that'll be available on Amazon Prime starting July 1st. And uh, right now you can see me on Out Comes the Sun with Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi. My wife gives me so much shit for being irresponsible. And she's like, you're so irresponsible. And I go, duh, where do you think I get my material? And she goes, yeah, it's got to stop. And I'm like, well, then you'll be poor. Like, I need to be this way. I've lost all my friends that are irresponsible because they all grew up and, like, got responsible. So you know what I did? I made two Really irresponsible people. I made children. (laughs) I needed friends that bad. I made kids. I literally, that's why I had kids. (laughs) It's not a good reason. But I'm a parent. Is that scary to any? Look at me. I look like a guy that just had his skateboard stolen. (laughs) And I'm way too old to chase the guy that took it.
2: And next, energy with Melissa Yamaguchi.
3: You're listening to Outcomes the Sun Radio with Meryl Hemingway and me, Melissa Yamaguchi. I want to share an energy tip with you today on how to use feng shui, the lessons of feng shui, in dealing with a divorce or separation. So, or even if you have a roommate, move out of your home. And in particular, if if it's adversarial. So, the first thing you do is you in Feng Shui, you prep the kids or you prep the animals. You make adjustments and changes in the home to get everyone prepared for the new schedule. But some of the the remaining three tips I wanna share with you are really about you taking ownership of your space. And so the very first thing we talk about is to do an intensive clean where you are getting the anger or the sadness or the fear out of your home. And the way you do that is really removing the clutter, removing the photos, Of the two of you this is always if it's adversarial and you know if it's an adversarial break and i've in all my years of working with clients i've only seen maybe two or three divorces that were really we no longer work together and now we're going to part ways so how do we deal with this when there's anger and fear we do an intensive clean of the place and i mean even like Swifter dusting the walls if you have to, to really rid the place, opening up the windows, getting the energy out that's negative energy, especially if you were arguing and fighting towards the end. The next tip I want to give you is to buy new bedding. You know, mattresses can be expensive, but certainly picking up some new sheets, new comforters, giving yourself a whole new feel to the bed. If you can grab a new mattress, do it. But if not, at the very least, get yourself new bedding so that you are starting that whole scene fresh and clean. And then finally in Feng Shui, the Southwest area of your home. So if you take your compass and most of the smartphones have them, you get the compass on there and hold it parallel to the ground and find where Southwest is in your home. The Southwest corner of your home is the direction of relationships. So I would invite you to remove pictures of you and your ex from that area also remove things that can be seen as lonely so a solo picture of you standing there we want to create love and harmony in that area and even if you say oh no no i'm not getting in a relationship for another five years that's fine but don't have things in the southwest area of your home that depict loneliness or solitude you want to bring in twos twos of things two doves two hearts but remove the photos of you and your ex now if you have children Allow the kids to keep photos of them with their other parents, certainly in their room, a time of happiness because you want your child to feel whole. But around the area, in particular the Southwest, remove those photos so that you can clear the energy and start fresh. And that is my feng shui tip for you when it comes to divorce separation. Stay tuned. Don't leave. Coming up next, Merrill Hemingway will have a great tip for you on balance.
1: Try to buy health insurance. Sh- it's almost impossible they're like well you can pay 600 dollars a month and then your deductible is six dollars but you also have a copay of 80 20 and then it's 40 dollars every time you go to visit the doctor and then you don't pay for your pharmaceuticals but that's only if you have one arm uh, <laughs> it's like impossible it's so fucked up every time they're like uh, like i go i i have health care i've had it for like 20 years i've never used it ever ever i fucking buy it and everybody's like oh my god i can't believe obama changed our amazing health care i can't believe he changed it i don't give a fuck i've never used it anyway i care more that they change the charger on my iphone that's what i'm pissed off about nobody has i got a five now people are like, the 4 I'm like, I can't fucking get a charge. <laughs> my whole life is strategically planned about where chargers are. I can't go there. I gotta get from this point to that point with enough battery life. I can't leave my house unless I have 100%. I'm like going into war. I'm like, I gotta get some ammo. Got to fucking charge up. Because if I leave, because I'm, if I'm at a party and my battery goes below 10%, I'm like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Cause I don't know how to get home anymore without fucking Google Maps I don't know how to go anywhere I, you could take me five miles from my house without my phone drop me off I wouldn't know what the fuck to do I would end up living there it'd be like survivor 30 years later they'd find me They're like why is Eddie still here and he's like he didn't have his iPhone and uh...
2: and now Mariel Hemingway with balance
0: hello everybody and welcome back to Outcomes of Sun Radio and I have a tip yes, I want to talk to so last week i I spoke about play and today I want to talk about laughter because I was just talking with our good friend Eddie F, who is a comedian and I have to tell you that laughter literally is the best medicine and i I often post pictures on my Instagram where I'm laughing hy- hysterically I'm like my mouth is wider than it should be. And, you know, I just I love to laugh. I love laughter so much. And it feeds my soul. And it has been the very thing that I think has it made me realize that I'd had a lifelong depression until I met Bobby, who makes me laugh all the time. And and probably once a day, we literally have to pull over to the side of the road if we're going somewhere so that we can just belly laugh until it's over so we can continue on our way because he he can't possibly drive because we're laughing so hard. And that happens every single day. And that that energy of laughter is, is really the energy that uplifts you and pulls you out of depression. It can change everything and, and some people say well you know that's nice you've got a, a, a wonderful partner who makes you laugh or you've got friends you know I'm 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 am n- I'm not well I can tell you there's something that I have tried and I've ha- had people do and it's fake it till you make it so do a fake laugh until it's so ridiculous that you can't stop laughing from the ridiculousness of your fake laugh, I, I know that sounds completely strange, but it's kind of an actor thing. It's what we do in acting to try to get over the the stale, stupid feelings that you might have, and just like get through the fakeness until you get to the realness of of your laughter. Um, you can do that with. Tears on feeling bad or whatever when it comes to acting, but you can also do it in your life and just laugh stupidly, fakely until it actually becomes a real laugh because you realize how absurd it is to not be laughing. And, you know, some people have said, I say some people as though I know those people, but you will hear you know, it's easier to smile than it is to frown. There's more muscles used in frowning than there are in smiling. So just know that, that when you smile, your body is lit up and that even smiling when you don't feel like smiling will shift the energy inside of you so that The energy will shift and it can often turn a dark mood into a light mood. Now, am I talking about serious depression or serious mental illness? No, but I am talking about if you're you find yourself stuck in a place, make yourself smile, make yourself fake laugh until the absurdity of that turns into genuine laughter, genuine joy and genuine ability to go. Well, maybe this is just silly i need to just lighten up you know so that's my tip of the day you like, know what your tip made me think yeah. of can i can i
3: tell you the minute you said it i started smiling because you know what made me think of uncle albert and mary poppins maybe oh like, ha, ha, ha. and the more he yeah. Laughed, yeah. his chair yes. lifted up to the ceiling yes and i mean just, yeah that laugh was seemed so silly but you remember he just lifted himself up and i that's the instant Hi. image i got
0: now and the funny thing about that is it was fake and he yes. was was admittedly fake until it wasn't. Yes. Right? And that's what that's what sometimes you have to push through what's uncomfortable like to get to what's joyful. So I think that's what I meant. I, don't know. I love it. I love it. I'm going to hee 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 my way all day. Listen <laughs> hee hee. Oh oh oh. oh. <laughs>
3: Oh, what a great show.
0: Oh, yeah. So great. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We love having you here every single day. And don't forget to check out Mariel Hemingway Foundation dot org. It is the foundation for mental health that we Uh, Melissa and I have started to become a resource navigator and with your help, if you go to the site and you see where you can donate, you can help us become that resource navigator so that we can give people solutions for mental health, whether they be holistic or psychiatric or whatever the, the, the list is long, whether it's for addiction or whatever it is, we will be able to direct you towards what you need. So thank you so much, everybody, and we'll see you again soon. Choose healthy. Choose you. Out comes the sun. Please go to Mariel Hemingway Foundation.org. Help us create a resource navigator for people with mental health issues. We're coming up with solutions.
1: Outcomes the Sun has been a production of Evolve Entertainment. Hosts, Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi. Executive producer, Jeremiah Higgins. Sound engineer and producer, Richard, Dr. D. Dugan. And sound
2: engineer, Slater Smith. Thank you for listening.